folks, this is the guy, Chad, and you are listening to a Dogcast Studio podcast. Catch the Turnbuckle Report every Wednesday, Dogcast every Friday, Scarecast every Monday. You can listen to us on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podomatic, and we are now on TuneIn and iHeartRadio. Follow our shows on Facebook or Twitter. Stay healed, baby. People's host, Lee. I'm here today. We're ready to recap some full gear. And I'm grabbing gears today. I need to know what the guy Chad is all about. Hey guys, are we talking about that pay-per-view today? For the fourth time, hell yeah. Hell yeah. You got the dog thing going today. Were you trying to mess with me for the last episode? I'm the dog cast father himself. You are not the dog cast father himself. We gotta go to the West Coast for that. W West Coast? Dogcast father himself. What's up, Joshua? Good morning, good morning, good morning. Hi, this is me. <laughs> it's a balmy 68. It's a nice tropical morning this morning. Uh, clear skies all the way to Los Angeles. And you are now flying in first class. <laughs> and people in first class could pretty much do whatever they want. Here he is. I want to make you smile. That was a wedding singer. <laughs> I'm just going to let you go. I'm <laughs> just, just going to let you keep going. That was right. This is a wedding singer. <laughs> you're uh, you're, you're rocking in your chair there. Any around when your throat is bad. That's all I want to do. <laughs> <laughs> just be on the turnbuckle with you. With you. <laughs> I'll even let you hold yeah. the remote control. You want to talk about wrestling? That's okay. Full gear was fine. Kind of wasn't gay. All I want to do is talk turnbuckle with you. <laughs> that is nice. I want to talk Can you like do a full production of that? That's our new theme song? Yeah, if you want. <laughs> yeah, let's just do that. Yeah, I don't know if you guys can see in the camera here, but I'm donning. That's right. This is Christmas cup right here. Man, it's too early for that. Aren't you guys no, feeling like it's too early for I knew Christmas? I you were going to say that. cut the turkey. No. No, I'm getting ready to decorate. I'm, I'm ready for it. Wow. Well, how about you, Josh? Where do you stand on the... When, when is it too early for Christmas decorations for you? Um, October 31st. Okay, so you, you're already decorating then? No. I still have Halloween. <laughs> no. Oh, uh, yes, we are, actually. You got are a wreath. Decorate. Okay. This is a very confusing conversation. Yep. Mm-hmm. Josh, you're you're uh, you're a little. Uh, uh, what's going on with you today? What do you mean? A little, you little, a little. I mean, you hit. You came in hot with a nice, nice uh, tune there. Thank you. But uh, you just, you just said that uh, you're over on Christmas and you're not over on Christmas in the same sentence. So it's I'm because you know I just the, the storyline wasn't adding up. Uh-huh. It just. It's what it is. Oh, so you just grab gears right in the middle of a storyline and uh, <laughs> right and right in the middle. See, you notice how I, how I just flipped. I told you yes. one week something was going to happen. Next week it, it was flipped. And in this instance, it was just second by second. I, I went with the WWE monologue there. I was yes. going to go with a storyline, and then I threw it away instantly. Basically, I had a plan. I took that plan, and I threw it away. 
You're like that friend that, you know, you take home after school in your in your nice little ride and you throw that fucking gear into neutral. Right in right in neutral. Like what the hell, man? I was trying to give you a ride home and you threw my car into neutral. And I'm gonna be honest, the other thing in my mind that was running neutral last night was full gear. Wait, what? You're neutral on full. You know, gear? I was. I had a better. I had a better segue than that, and I'm kind of mad that you just stole my segue away from me. Let's do it. Let's let's rewind. Rewind and just yeah, yeah, let's okay. just rewind yeah. back that up. Okay, so you, you go back into dropping the neutral. You okay. say, "Hey, man, don't drop my neutral." Go ahead and you say that. Go ahead okay. and say that, Chad. Hey, why why are you dropping my car in a neutral, bro? Hey, speaking of tro- dropping trannies. Okay. Full gear last night, huh? Drop dropping trannies. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, well, you throw your I don't. I don't get it, people's host. I like. Can you elaborate? I Yes, I can. There is a thing in a car called a transmission, and if you're driving and you drop that thing in neutral, you can drop your tranny. Okay, that means you're blowing it up. I don't think okay? that's what you meant, though. Also, that is exactly what happens. Okay, I, I, I'm related to a mechanic. Okay. And, um, full gear had a transvestite in action. Still, don't think that's what you meant. Wait, 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 wait. Did she have dates? No, no. She was tested. She The first test was the Rona. Second test was the AIDS. Perfect. Guys, I got to be honest with you about this particular individual that you're talking about. We always mm-hmm. talk about how Nia Jax is like going to hurt somebody someday because her wrestling skills are yes. real bad in the ring. When I was watching yeah. Nyla Rose, I was like, she's the AEW's version of Nia Jax. She's going to get somebody hurt. She's a little rough in the yeah, ring. Yeah, well... If- if your phone was working last night, you would have seen some dialogue between that and uh, no, she, she. I mean, dude, she's she's gonna kill somebody. Oh yeah, it, it's the same thing. And that match, I, I know we're not starting head to toe, and I don't want to do that. I just want to get into the get into the card here. That match was horrendous. It was the worst thing. It was it was the the exact reason the women's division sucks balls. Well, I wish they did in AEW. No pun intended. Because. Everybody, everybody's. I mean, I mean, come on. Your champion is is he or she? Here's my notes. Okay, I'm she is a good it. champion, but uh, I'm really hoping they sign Thunder Rosa because that women's division needs a savior. Thunder. I don't. I don't think she's going to. I think she's going to WWE. You think so? Thunder. She'll end up in NXT, huh? Yep. That's a shame because AEW's hurting in that women's division, man. If Sheeta is your best champion, which nothing against Sheeta, she is not. Sheeta should be like their mid card champion if the, if the women's division had one. Do you really think she's going to be the first one to transfer over? What's that? You really think you really think she's going to be the first AEW star to come over to WWE? Well, yes. she's NWA. She's never been official AEW. Yeah, but she's defended the title on AEW. You got to you got to I mean, she was a private contractor for AEW, so yeah, that would be the first one. And <sighs> I, I think know. yes, that she is because she's here's the thing, and we've even put it over on this show. When you have Thunder Rosa, that women's division becomes credible. Right? When she's not there, we get what we saw last night. I- I'm sorry. We have a match where the botches were galore, and I'm sure Josh was just ripping his freaking hair out watching this thing here. As as you alluded to, Chad, people were, you know, a hundred different times we thought Nyla Rowe was going to kill Sheeta just by, just by landing shit wrong here. You can see them communicating. And I, okay, I thought about this a little bit. I don't want to shit on too hard, but I'm going to. Because I, I get that... The, she doesn't speak English. That isn't her first language. I get it. You got to have a different way of communicating out there. Uh, when you're literally in the middle of the ring, you're, you're hard side on the camera. Okay. 
you got Sheeta down there, and, or no, I'm sorry, you got you got Nyla Rose down there. Sheeta's getting ready to put like an arm bar, or arm lock on, or some kind of just kind of head, you know, arm head block, whatever. And she communicates right to her. You can see this. This is about this is about three quarters of the way through the match. She communicates right to her, and then Nyla Rose looks right up at her and says, "Okay." You can see it just as as plain as day on on camera. That's insulting to me as a wrestling fan. I know the shit's choreographed. I know that. I don't give a shit. I still enjoy it. But I don't enjoy it when you're doing that. Like, you got to cover it up a little bit. Make it more like a competition. That's the art of pro wrestling. And they just totally took a shit on it last night. Sheeta would put her hands up <clears throat> in front of her face, and you knew a kick was coming. Mm-hmm. Sheeta was having to use hand gestures to Nyla no, to let her know what to do next. So you'd already yeah. see Sheeta doing this. I was like, is she going to fucking kick her? And then she did. And I was like, God. Oh, they're they're they can't there there was there was a there was a line of communication that wasn't happening because they're they're they yeah. can't speak each other's languages. So she was throwing no up hand signals and shit, and you knew what was coming. And on top of it, she'd have threw that Falcon Arrow last night, and I thought she was gonna break her fucking back. I'm like, why are yeah. you picking that big ass person up and throwing a Falcon Arrow on her? You're gonna hurt yourself. <laughs> she does or I'm sorry, Nyla Rose is already botching this match. She already threw two kicks that were like Five inches away from giving her a fucking, you know, cracked face. And you're trying to throw a falcon arrow on this big-ass woman who, whom looked like probably threw her back out. I'm sure Sheeta was hurting after that match. I mean, uh, the ref had to help carry her out, whether that was an act or not. Aubrey may have just been doing it to, to throw the illusion that she got hurt. But in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, that falcon arrow probably fucked up her back. How did this match translate in the West Coast for you there, Josh? Uh, to me, it felt like a opening match at the Performance Center, and I think that's maybe the issue is that AEW like has no one. Performance Center. There, there's more botches in an AEW pay per view than there is in the entire lineage of the WWE DVD collection on the network. Every episode. Here's why I'm going to agree with you, and I know this is odd for me to agree with you, but I'm going to do it. I've put some thought to this, especially after last night. There was a lot of botch. There was a lot of missteps. You're absolutely right. They need a a, a training center, mm-hmm. if you will. They Here's have to. the difference. You you make a lot of comparisons, Josh, between AEW now and WCW from the, the, the 90s, specifically from the mid to late 90s. Mm-hmm. Here's the difference. In WCW mid to late 90s, they were grabbing from territories because mm-hmm. we still had some territories. So when you have the territory system and you can grab from grab from them and build a company, you're bringing in veterans. You're bringing in people that have already kicked off that ring rust to a certain extent. Right. We don't have that at all in AEW at all. I mean, you okay? You see that with Ring of Honor and the guys that have come over from Ring of Honor, i.e., the Young Bucks, uh, Cody, uh, MJF from from MLW. You, you see that, and these guys are a little, they're performing a little better. But yeah, we have to give this thing time because we don't have the performance center. I'll say one thing that, the, that that AEW has that is carrying them on is their storytelling. And that was on display last night. You have the same issue, though. So, yeah, they might, they don't have a performance center, and WCW used to pull from territories. Well, there's no more territories. And AEW right. is doing the same thing just in a new era. They're pulling wrestlers from everywhere else. They're pulling it from AAA, New Japan, WWE. They're pulling all those guys together to make one show. The problem is, is that they're banking on them being all elite. They need no practice. 
And so the mm -hmm. no practice worked fine out the gate of AEW for the first three months. We're like, oh shit, these guys are just on point. As we're seeing now, it's just like a slop fest. They're just, it's literally turning into WCW where now they're just an autopilot thinking we could do whatever we want and everything's just going to end up being fine. You got the, I mean, it's just, it's just, it's, it's how the whole AEW just thing is the problem is is that amateurs practice till they get it right okay pros practice till they can't get it yeah. wrong and that's what they should be looking for practice to where it's Ooh. automatic but instead they're banking on them being so perfect it's just it's completely hurting that the show and their storylines are only going to hold out for so long before they just run into a complete dud and that is why you're seeing the next wcw rise and fall aew will be on the wwe network within the next 10 years i can i can bet money on it and my gut feeling tells me five Interesting. Do you think that's maybe why? I mean, we now Cody is now Cody Rhodes. He, he now has the his own name. Do you think that's maybe why there's a little relationship building already between uh, uh, Cody Rhodes and AEW and WWE with Triple H? You know, I honestly think it is actually happening. I think that Cody's trying to get in good with WWE, not getting good, but mend fences so he can get his dad's name. And that way, what he's hoping for is that they'll start giving him pay-per-views. Here's what's going to happen. Starcade. That's not going to happen. WWE's not going to give him any pay-per-views because at the end of the day, there's still a competition. So that's never going to happen. He'll give you your name back because that's your, your name. Okay, woo. Now the ball's in WWE's court. It makes them look like, oh, shit. They're the ones that are actually trying to mend the fences. Now you're going to see AEW not wanting to do anything really with them. And I think what that's going to do is hurt their relationship with everybody else. I think we're going to we're going to start seeing AEW fall due to just pure laziness. Not going to happen. Okay. I I tend to not agree, but I do agree that there is holes in AEW that need fixed. Um I think there's something we're all missing about last night that the Josh is a little off on this. The executive vice president of TNA Impact Wrestling was sitting in the uh, announcer's booth last night. That wasn't by coincidence uh -huh. or chance. Not just because he knows Omega. There's a reason why the EVP of Impact Wrestling was sitting there last night. Come so on, Josh is right to an extent. They're trying to fill in those holes. I think there's going to be some shared pay-per-views, shared matches, shared belts with NWA and Impact now, just based off that alone. Like We saw this with, with uh, NWA. I, where I would be totally over on that. I, I felt this coming when NWA was showing up on AEW early last year when you had like, you know, Cole Cabana and some of these guys still wrestling under NWA and then eventually transitioned into AEW. And now you have the women's belt being defended on AEW. I feel like Impact is starting to kind of wiggle their way in there to try to help combine pay-per-views. Because if if you are smart, what did you guys say last week that Impact is finding their stride? Mm -hmm. Somebody said that yeah. yesterday. If, mm -hmm. if you're smart about it, and Josh if you're Cody Rhodes, yep. or you're, you're Tony Khan, you're going to pay attention to that. And, and if you can't beat him, join him. We've been saying that since day one. We know WWE is never sure. doing that. That's never happening. He but, was there no. yesterday because AEW is bringing in territories. They're, I can guarantee you, at the yeah, start of the year, they're going to they're, they're bring back pay-per-views. And, and honestly, they can beat WWE, but not on their own. And I think they're finally no, realizing I that. I agree. So I think what the thing is that they're going to end up doing is that if they can't take views solely on the one show and they don't want to open up other shows, the best way to do that is to have two separate brands competing. And you can have storylines on either side that play into this 
just like they used to do back in the day. You have territory guys where you have the top belt. NWA. Guys, top belt. Yeah. Exactly. So you can have that exact same angle on a bigger platform than NWA because let's be honest with you, the the average fan doesn't watch NWA. Okay. And now the average fan is starting to get back on that TNA like they were back in like 2005 reign right. era. And I think that's yeah, what I, agree I that. think that's what they're going for. And I think you're going to see a huge cross promotion here coming up, probably within yeah. the next three months of TNA and AEW like battling each other. You're going to see belts go, and I think this is where you're going to end up seeing, um, like Nick, uh, Nick Aldis. Jackson, Nick Aldis. I think you're going to see oh, Nick, man, Aldis Nick Aldis come yeah. into the fold. Somewhere in between here, and I think what you're going to see is he's going to come in as like their their huge face. That I believe was going to happen. He's going to come in as their huge face, and he's going to need to pick between TNA and AEW. Oh, which one are you going to go mm-hmm. for? And the brands are going to be battling for him. And I think what you're going to end up seeing is that instead oh, of man. you're you're going to start seeing brands. If this is the storyline that I th- believe they're going to go on, this is the path I believe they're they're heading on. I believe they're going to start battling for people that are becoming free agents. But really, each brand doesn't want to tell you where they're going. So what you're going to have to do is they're going to be bringing viewerships to both shows to watch, oh, my God, where's this person going as almost like a draft. Unlike the fake bullshit draft that the WWE has, they're going to have an actual draft. Be legit. An actual legit draft. That's what I believe. And that's how they could beat them. Okay, you're not going to beat WWE on, on your own because they're way too powerful. You need to team up and do that strategy. I believe you have them all day. But now is the time because WWE, if you take away NXT, and I firmly believe this, you take away NXT, the WWE is on the ropes right now. Mm -hmm. Raw is complete shit. SmackDown is very hit and miss. Very hit and miss. They're on the ropes. This is the time. Well, and I agree. And I've been saying this forever. You're only as strong as your strongest division inside your company. And considering that the AEW's women's division is weak, that's what makes that show a little weaker. And I think that's maybe what Josh is seeing here with the weakest, with the botches, and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. When yeah, your strongest sure. women's match was the buy-in match from NWA with Serena Deeb and Allison Kay, who wasn't even a part yeah. of Full Gear, and that was the strongest women's match that card had last night, something's, yeah. not, something's not good. Well, here's the, the here's the reason though. AEW is not too too prideful. WWE is fucking way too prideful. So they know. Oh, I, I can guarantee you that they know their women's division is lacking. So they don't mind bringing in the other people to raise their division up. And I think that's mm-hmm. what they're they're recognizing now. And I think that just plays into what I, I just said. All that's playing into them making a territory. They're bringing back the territories is what they're doing. You know, we had two title changes last night. Uh, we saw the TNT title change in the uh, the the tag team titles. So the Young Bucks have finally captured gold. A uh, little broken as they did it, and uh, Darby Allen is our new TNT champion. Uh, which which one of these title changes? And I'll let I'll let uh, Chad go first. Which one of these title changes were you more over on? Tag team for sure. I am not over on Darby Allen. You guys know my feelings about this individual. Um, fantastic performer in the ring, though. I'll give him credit where credit's due. But his character, I'm not over on that at all. There's just something about it that just feels too familiar to me, like I've seen it too many times before, and it's it's a played-out thing for me. And maybe I'm wrong. A lot of people are over on this guy, but I'm not. Uh, the Young Bucks match with uh, with FTR, listen, guys, wasn't over on FTR, but now I am. 
Okay, they proved they proved that they can get over in AEW. They won me over. Uh, fantastic match last night. Those guys put on a story in the ring. Fantastic wrestling match. Not too many kickouts of the finishers like we saw with Hangman Page and uh, Omega from their bout with the uh, with the Young Bucks. So I was happy to see that. Um, it makes gosh, sense. man, I don't know if I would say it was the best match of the night, but it was a pretty damn good match. Uh, so I was more over on the tag team titles for sure. Happy to see the Bucks got the got the straps. Josh, I, you know, I would say I'm probably more over on the tag team belts going over. Only because I, I think Cody Rhodes is a better fit for that TNT belt. I kind of feel like they're trying to push Darby Allen, and it's just not going to happen. I don't know. I just don't see him going as far with that TNT belt. But I do think the reason they're doing that is because I think Cody's going to make a title run. And I feel like with the Young Bucks winning the belt, they're going to try to put all their cards with the All Elite, the original guys that were there. And I think that's what they're going to try to go with. What do you guys see going on with Moxley right now, by the way, with Omega now being the number one contender for the belt, coming in to take a run at Moxley again? What do you guys see going on with Moxley? Do you see him taking some time off if he drops the strap? I don't see him dropping it to Kenny. You don't? Nope. I don't see him dropping it to Kenny, which leads me to my my follow-up question I was going to have for you, Josh, is if, if that's the case, do you see... Is it more intriguing for you to see Cody Rhodes against Moxley or Cody Rhodes against Kenny Omega? Because right now that's our options. Or do you think it's beyond this this current structure? I'd honestly rather see Cody Rhodes against John Moxley than Kenny Omega at this point. I, I really I really want to see Kenny Omega take that TNT belt. Kenny Omega needs to be your TNT belt because just like Shawn Michaels had to be the Intercontinental Champion yeah. through the, that those eras... You have to have Kenny Omega have that TNT belt. Because if Cody Rhodes is not holding that belt, Darby Allen's not your guy. Though you will find that out shortly, that Kenny Omega needs to hold that belt. And you need to keep John Moxley in that fold up against Cody Rhodes if you're not going to have Cody Rhodes hold that TNT belt. You need to have them be competing. You need to have more of that fold going. But Darby Allen is not who needs to hold that TNT belt. The TNT belt's way too early in its career to be handed off to a guy that you're trying to up and come because that belt doesn't have the up and coming power yet. You needed to put that TNT belt in Kenny Omega's hands and you need, you need to do it soon. It's, it's, it's FTW bullshit, man. He's a goddamn, excuse my language, but he's a fucking ragdoll to those guys. And that's all that's going to turn into. It's just going to be the FTW guys beating the living hell out of fucking Darby Allen for the next five weeks. I know. We had a feel-good moment with Darby Allen. I think the fans wanted that because they put over Darby Allen as this this Rey Mysterio come from behind kind of character. There's your feel-good moment. It can't last forever. Just like just like Rey Mysterio's championship, it felt good at that time, but it couldn't it couldn't go any further because it wasn't credible. So that that's what I feel about that. Darby Allen is their um, emo version of Daniel Bryan. Okay, that's what yeah, they're, they're, they're looking for. It's the guy that they're going to beat up every week. Blah, blah blah. That belt can't have a beat up champion. You can't put a beat up champion on a new belt. You you, you put a beat up champion on the main title, on the on the big gold. You can't put them on the mid card belt, or your mid card belt goes away. It's gonna fucking. But fall we've under. talked about on this show a few times about legitimate baby faces on AEW, and Darby Allen is a legitimate baby face. He is. But right? I agree. He can't. He needs to be chasing the belt, not holding the belt. He's belt. He is getting his ass beat in that ring. The entire time he sells too, yeah, and, and, sells. and you know what? The thing is, he earned that belt last night with Cody. He took a whooping in that yeah. ring, but 
bell to bell, I don't want to see a guy just getting his ass kicked and then somehow finding a way to get it with a crucifix or a, you know, some weird ass, you know, uh, coffin drop. You know, like I want to see a guy in there beating the shit out of people or back to back and forth stuff like you got with Cody and uh, uh, the leader of the Dark Order with uh, uh, Brody Lee, which mm-hmm. we haven't seen in a while. Those are the kind of matches Thank that the God. TNT belt needs to have. These two guys beating the living piss out of each other week after week instead of seeing Darby getting his ass beat week after week. That's somebody that you can get behind, but usually he's like a, you know, a, a low B low mid Carter guy that you're kind of like rooting for every once in a while. Like last night, those are effective, but you can't run with that. So eventually he's going to drop the strap and it's probably going to be to, uh, you know, one of the FTW guys, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. You know, my feeling on Ricky Starks, it's going to be Ricky Starks. You know, my feeling on the mid card belt, mid card belt for me has to be a hill. That's a hill belt. And you can't have a, a face hold it, man. It's an intercontinental championship. Let's let's 100%. call it what it is. That's that's literally what it is. And you can't have your faces hold it. Every time a face hold it, it's very lackluster. You always have to have that heel because he's the one that's like doing the stuff. So, I don't know. It, it, and he's cheating to hang on to the belt. Yeah, that's why saying MJF should have that TV title. title. MJF should be currently yeah, I, the TNT holder, and he's not. I I, think I that, don't. But believe I think that. that's the direction they're going. I, I don't, think that's the direction. I don't they're going. think they are. I think that they are really banking on him being their character of, of Edge. I think they're kind of building their own Edge with his character, if that that makes sense. And I, I really with think, MJF, yeah. And I, I kind I of really, think into that, that a little bit. I'm, I'm conf- I, yeah, I, I really that. think the reason why they're turning Kenny Omega into a Hill character is so that he could have that TNT belt because they they do know that Hills are the better for that belt. So for I, sure. I do think that's the angle they're going, and I think that Darby Allen just the stepping stone for Kenny Omega to win. And plus, if if he's if he's face, you have Kenny Omega come in as the heel beat him. He still retains face. He still retains heel. It's fine. Does it feel like, um, and this is just, I don't know if you guys believe this or not, but does this kind of feel like Chris Jericho's on his way out now? Yes. I believe so. Yeah. So, okay, let me, before we jump into Jericho, I want to make a couple points on FTR and the Young Bucks. Okay. I texted you guys last night. The very first thing I said when I saw these guys come out in the ring was Lakers-Celtics because they're colors, right? Exactly. We, now have uni- we have uniform changes, and I'll tell you right now, being being a basketball fan, I, I the minute I saw that, I knew the Young Bucks were going over. They had that Laker-looking gear. It looked amazing, by the way. That was the best ring look they've had. Rancho and Cucamonga. FTR... And then FTR dons the Celtics looking gear, the greatest champions. It reminded me that was Magic Johnson in the 80s taking over the regime of the Celtics. I knew they were going to go over. Great match. For me, it was the match of the night. Um, FTR is the, as their trunks say, they are the greatest tag team in the business, bar none, to include the Young Bucks. They put over the Young Bucks last night. It's not going to last long, I'm telling you right now. They're going to have that belt back here very, very soon. Matt Jackson, uh, he's broken. Okay. He got injured in dynamite. We all saw it's a legit injury. He's probably, the guy's probably going to have to have orthoscopic surgery on his ankle. So with that said, how do you have uh, one guy holding two tag belts? It's not going to happen. It's because that was, they out. didn't want to trash a storyline halfway through. And, it, and Exactly. And they should have. They should have. And they should have because what's I'm telling you, who is the demographic for AEW. It's us. It's us. It's that 18 to 35, that 18 to 4, whatever they want to call it. It is that jaded wrestling fan that is sick and tired of WWE. 
what, what comes with that is we've been watching wrestling forever. Like we kind of see things coming and that's exactly what it was. The minute those guys got over and they, they the belts are on their shoulder, the first thing I turned and I looked at my family, my family, I was talking about my son. It's the first thing is like, okay, where do you go now? There is nowhere to go because you're broken. You, you got to scrap that idea. You got to keep the strap on FTR, make them cheat somehow. And then they taunt them or, or they do a run in job and really put Mac, Matt Jackson out of commission and man, we've really See, stomped them down now. And that's the thing. WWE would have did that, though. See, I've, I, I believe because I agree they would have. AEW scared to to throw away a a storyline. They think, oh, you know what? We can't we can't change this. We put so much work into it. The problem is that they have great creative, but they they're they're creative scared. WWE, as we know, will change a storyline on the damn f- that day. They'll be like, you know, all what? the we matches build- happening, they will we, fucking literally. Change it. Mm-hmm. We've been building up this yeah, match Vince for eight months. Them, yeah. Let's scrap it halfway way through the match. So I believe what would have happened, and we actually would have saw a better turnout if this was a WWE production in that p- specific match. What would have happened was when everybody, because it was visible that he got hurt, dynamite. Mm-hmm. So that means everybody knows a legit a legit injury. So everybody knows. Well, shit, we can play into that. So. What you do is you got to shift gears quickly. You got to shift gears quickly to when the pay-per-view op- opens up. You start playing the angle of, I'm injured, man. I don't know if we're going to be able to beat them. You know what I mean? They're going to be able to play that that angle. And they're going to go out there and they give a hell of a performance, but they just barely lose. They lose. It's because they put that that stipulation of, we'll never, we'll never go after the belt again. And that's, this is why that's I hate how WWE. you fix it. That's how this you fix it. This is why I hate it. it. Guys, I don't know if you remember this. There was a couple of WrestleManias ago. It was Roman Reigns versus uh, Brock Lesnar. And Roman was supposed uh-huh. to go over in that match and get the strap, but he didn't. And what ended up happening was is that Brock Lesnar ended up opening Roman's head in the match. Legitly opening his head. Uh, he had a big... Yeah, and they Roman it. had a big swollen head. He had to get stitches. That's because Roman yeah. didn't fucking know that Vince had switched the match. And Brock had to put him down. And then Brock was pissed off when he went back and said, he why didn't you t- fucking tell the guy? And threw the belt right at Vince. Threw the fucking thing at him. So fuck you. Making me go out there and bust that dude's head open like that. That's because Vince doesn't give a shit. And that's because AEW does. And so in my opinion, I'm sorry, I'm getting a little heated because Vince pisses me off, man. Fucking bust open Roman <laughs> Don't worry, like he'll that, be dude. on Netflix very soon. Dude, and then fucking Roman getting busted open like that because he doesn't know he's not going over anymore. What is that shit? Like, you, you hear Brock literally yelling at the guy. You need to stay the fuck down. Like... They switched it on us. Like you need to stay down, or you're not staying down. You keep trying to fight for this, and it's not you're not getting the belt tonight, pal. And it, it opens him up. Out. Roman's the head of the table now. Yeah, I guess it doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> but that's the shit that pisses me off about WWE is when they change it up like that, and the wrestler in the ring yeah. doesn't know it's been changed. But it I looks see like Josh's a shit show. Point. In this case, that would have worked because now there's so many questions. I I, I don't understand what they're going to do with this now. They're going to have to drop it. Come Wednesday, they're going to have to address the the injury. And something's going to have to be addressed with with those ta- those tag titles. Unless he's not as injured as we think he is. Well, no, you could tell. And Dynamite, when he came off that top rope, the minute he landed, you could tell he blew his ankle. I mean, my wife was sitting there watching it with me, and the first thing she said, she's like, "Yep, that's legit. That's a legit injury." Yeah. Because you you know when you know it's like it's like when you when you get an injury, you get that white face and then the cold sweats. You could see that happening to Matt Jackson in that match. Unlike Sammy Guevara getting his head busted open last night, uh, Matt Jackson really hurt his. Oh. Uh, okay, let's dig into this. I there's we got we got a little you know what we're gonna go a little we're gonna go a little longer today because there was a lot to unpack on this on this uh, pay per view. 
The deletion match had nothing but question marks. All I could, the only note I have is what the fuck. I have no clue what I watched. Big pointless fucking uh, um, match. Served no I have purpose. no, this was AEW's attempt at a cinematic match and it made completely no sense. Thoughts? Shit worked in TNA for some reason for, for Matt Hardy. People love that shit. Not like that though. But that was just Ugh. awful last night. And the fact that they brought in all these old guys from TNA when that when those storylines were working, and I had no idea because I wasn't watching it at the time. Like, they're bringing in wrestlers from that storyline, and I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, this has nothing to do with AEW. This wasn't a story they produced in AEW. Now you're throwing something at me I've never seen before, and only TNA people will know what the fuck this means? That's not fair to me as a fan that's only been watching AEW. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm going too far, but... That's Josh? exactly why I believe they're doing a crossover. Mm-hmm. I feel like they're. It makes sense after you say that. Yeah, they're 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 completely setting up for a crossover. The problem is that's not the first cinematic match. It's actually the second one with Matt Hardy. Remember, if you remember, the first one was on the cruise when he was jumping in and out of the water, changing characters. Yeah, he loves that shit. Oh, the stampede. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. the the same pay per view with the stampede. Matt yeah, Hardy. No, right. I think you're Matt right. Hardy yeah. introduced that to WWE because they've this been doing a lot of it. This felt more cinematic though because you had that you had that moment with the uh, the the drone and uh, the Star Wars hologram Vanguard one or whatever the hell it's called. Yeah, yeah. That that's 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 probably why my mind goes there a little more. I you know my my feeling on it obviously I don't like the cinematic bullshit matches. I like just the classic. Yeah. Style get in the ring and beat him up. That's that's what I like. I don't. I don't even. I'm. I'm like a. I'm like a classic wrestling guy. I don't like all these extra bullshit matches. I'm gonna be honest. And Bray Wyatt was like, "Whoa, Matt, that's awesome, dude. I'm gonna do that shit now." Like you know, WWE inherited that shit from Matt Hardy because Matt Hardy had that. Uh, also had a compound match on the Hardy compound with Bray Wyatt, and threw him in the lake of whatever the fuck he calls it. And uh, now Bray Wyatt's doing cinematic matches. Yikes. Lake of Reincarnation or whatever it is. And and I'm like, fuck. So Bray Wyatt loves this shit. He thinks it's... A, it, it, he, he, I'm sure he's very thankful to Matt Hardy. For yeah, but I that. trust Bray Wyatt's creative a lot more than I do Matt Hardy. The match was a complete shit show for me. I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, halfway through it, I thought this could be the worst the worst thing in pro wrestling I've ever seen. It and, was. And I, know that's, <laughs> I know that's strong, but I just... I'm serious. I've watched a lot of stuff, and this is coming from the people's host, the person who loved the the dinner. I love AEW. I love that fucking. I love that promotion, but that match is literally the worst thing they've ever put on TV. And 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 horrible. And it pisses me off because it gives Josh more fuel. When I saw that match, all I could think was Josh. (laughs) I was like, "Fuck you, fuckers! You're giving him more. Stop!" I know you're screaming at your TV. Going, I was. My wife was looking at me like, "What's wrong with you?" And I'm like, Josh, fucking Josh is going to fucking run wild with this shit because this is fucking horrible. <laughs> I can't keep defending this shit. Tony fucking motherfucking con. These motherfuckers. <laughs> he told me about the fucking AIDS and then he told me about this bullshit too. <laughs> mm-hmm. it's, and then all of a sudden I've got to defend this bullshit. It's hard being so. this right when it comes to wrestling, okay? But I was, I was born and I was bred in it, okay? Started watching. Uh-huh. All right, so I know this. He was born in the ring, baby. I was born in the ring when you were a child. Forget about you it. You think wrestling's your ally? No, I was born in it, molded by it. Okay. Molded. <laughs> okay. I love it. I wish everybody could see your faces when we do this show. Get those some. Maybe care. someday. Twitch, here we come. So, were there cutscenes in that, Leland? It. Did you feel like there was a cutscene when, like, when Matt 
there absolutely Sammy was. Guevara down and then all of a sudden his head's cracked. I'm like, that dude, when you listen, I've had this happen to me before. I've had my head cracked open. It bleeds. It it should have been down his back on the floor. He yeah. should have looked like he was dying from a hemorrhage. But instead it was yeah. this little bit of blood. I'm like, he didn't fucking crack his head open. Well, no, you could tell they recorded it prior because uh when Shane Helms came out as the hurricane. Yeah. He was the hurricane, and then he went into a suit where he did this interview into the pond, and then not 10, 15, 20 seconds later, we see him back into the hurricane gear, into the unknown fucking ring that came out of nowhere. And all of a sudden, they just the private party decided, oh, well, there's a ring in the middle of the forest. Let's just let's go have a quality match that no cameras are going to be on. <laughs> Gangrel! <laughs> And then and Gangrel shows up all in the midst of this time. Matt Hardy is shooting fireworks at Sammy Guevara. They have literally oh a fireworks. I saw the match. fireworks. I was I was gonna lose my shit. I was gonna lose it. I was gonna I just throw my fucking cu- can of beer at the TV. I don't understand this match. I don't understand the creative. I think bringing Matt Hardy is a complete mistake. Tony, I was Tony. over on that too, man. I was Tony so over Khan on Matt Hardy to going to AW, but now I'm like, you idiots. No, Tony Khan needs to sit down and have a realistic conversation about Matt Hardy's future. Because if that is it, you can't keep pushing this guy. It's done. You take him out of the oven. Turkey's over. It's done. If AEW's done anything for us, it's really brought us to respect WWE. Because at least when they try to pull off to a certain something extent. new, they usually pull it off the very first time, typically. You know, you got Hell in the Cell pulled it off. Royal Rumble pulled it off. Cinematic Match pulled it off. You know, you have all these new things that wrestling hasn't seen. They pulled off. And you have AEW trying to mimic these things, and they're really not coming up. And that's what you see from that. Yeah, they're coming up short. What you see from that is a company that thinks they're perfect, and they're not. So now they're getting humbled step by step. Oh, we could do this better. I guess we can't. We could do this better. No, I guess we can't. Stop trying to be... Just do their same shit. Do what you did when you first started. Bring us the wrestling that we were missing. That's all we need. Yes. I don't need a cinematic bullshit match. Okay. I don't need Gangriel. I don't need Gangriel out in the fucking forest with the hurricane. Okay. I don't give a shit about that match. Nobody does. Well, no, because halfway through that match, when he pops up, I've got to I've got to pull up the my phone and explain to my son who Gangriel is. Exactly. You know, I mean, that, that, that's what I'm talking about. Is it's just stupid. It's it. It just makes no sense. The, it's commentary, and it's almost inside jokes. Okay, the, here's the thing: people that aren't funny, and this is how I could tie this in. People that aren't aren't funny think, ah, you, we're gonna go ahead and do this, and we're gonna, there, we have really good inside jokes with my friends. Okay. Okay. Well, when you go out and try to tell those inside jokes, the average person's gonna be like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" And that's what you saw last night was an inside joke. And what I mean by that is that you got Gangriel. They're like, <laughs> he's going to show up. They're going to be like, oh, man, what's he doing out there? <laughs> that's cool. Thing is, though, is that nobody fucking remembers him, bro. Okay. Mm-hmm. So this inside joke, the nostalgia is not there because it's not like you brought the fucking Undertaker. It's not like you brought yeah. Sting out like everybody thought you were going to. You brought Gangriel. It's like your Wi-Fi bar went from full to half. Okay. That's what we got. <laughs> That's what we <laughs> crash. Man, what we did get God. is uh, we had John Moxley retain the title. Okay, uh, good match, good hardcore match. I'm glad that Kenny Omega came out and worded to him that we're not going to have a hardcore match. We're going to be one on one in the ring. I think it's time for John Moxley to get away from the hardcore stuff, uh, dude, and, and legitimately defend this title. 
Yes, and and the other problem is is like Eddie Kingston was the wrong guy to have in the match, or Eddie Murphy, or whatever his name is, was the wrong guy to have in that match. <laughs> if you listen to my daughter, it, might say, it was Eddie Murphy. Yeah, it was Eddie Murphy. It was the wrong guy to have in that kind of match. Eddie Kingston's slow. He has no agility. The only thing that man can do is get on a mic and talk a lot of shit. And, and, and sure, a lot of people get over with that kind of charisma. You know, that worked for a lot of wrestlers in the 19 fucking 80s. But this is 2020, all right? If you're going to go in the mm-hmm. ring, you need to be able to move in that you ring. Not having that fucking yeah. beer gut slowing you down. And I'm sorry. He has a beer gut. He's slow. He's shit. He's a shit fucking wrestler. He There's was a the reason guy. I don't get in the ring. There's a reason I just get on a microphone and talk about it. Exactly. And here's the thing. I know why he was in the ring. He's Moxley's fucking buddy. Moxley's doing him a favor. Trying to show the world that this man is a legit fucking force to be reckoned with in the in the wrestling world. And sure, he can he can run his mouth. But in the real world, I could go in that ring and beat the shit out of Eddie Kingston. He's slow, he has no muscle, he's weak, he's he's (laughs) shit. And if Kingston, you're hearing me, I could. I would I would whip your ass. And I have no wrestling skill whatsoever. (laughs) None. I know I don't know a fucking thing about wrestling in a ring, and I will whoop your ass all day long. You're out of here, Force. That's because Boy, motherfucker, Carl, let's get this match. That's because Sean Kingston's <laughs> wrestling style is suicidal, suicidal. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I mean, he is a great hype man. He's a great manager, and, and and he could even be the level of a Jim Cornette, where you just hear him talk so much shit and cut promo after promo, but you have to have the payoff to where the manager gets beat up a little bit. You don't need to see him in a title match. And that was where I, that's where it kind of lost me last night. Uh, the match was lackluster, to, to, to say the least. But they did do a very WWE thing. At the end of that match, they tied up that story and immediately created the next story with Kenny Omega. I'm excited for that one. I was reckoned back to full gear of 2019. Um, Kenny Omega, John Moxley, that hardcore or lights out match was amazing. I was totally over on that. Excited to see more of it. I thought um, I thought Kingston was going to go back in the back and grab like a, a nine millimeter and come out and say, "Give me that fucking belt, people! Give me that fucking yeah. belt!" I thought that's what was going to happen. He, he let me down. What was up with that ring gear? Like he came out looking like too hard for the yard, and then end up looking like a leprechaun. The ring gear just totally lost me. The minute I saw that, I'm like, Whoa. his look, his look loses me every time I see him. Man, like I, I hear him talking. If you close your eyes, you hear this amazing wrestler. But when you open, we're like, oh fuck, my dad's out there. <laughs> my dad's out there <laughs> he's out there wrestling uh, speaking about old enough to be your dad Chris Jericho and, J- and MJF had an amazing match um, I was totally over on this this was very close to being match of the night for me but we all know I'm a complete MJF mark I think they made this match make sense MJF had to go over as we said on the last episode I don't know how they were going to do that but we you know but they made it make sense because MJF is the solid heel. He cheated to win. He didn't necessarily beat Jericho, but he cheated to win. And now Jericho, guys, you, you listen to me. Chris Jericho very, very soon is going to be the babyface of AEW. He panders to the crowd. He has them singing his music. He smiles like he's Donald Trump on a debate. He is... He's going to be the next babyface. He is on the road to doing that, and I think they established that last night. I think he is soon going to be kicked out of the out of the inner circle. MJF's going to completely destroy it because now we see, for some reason, in the Matt Hardy deletion match, uh, Tito and Ortiz in that match with Sammy Santana. Guevara. They're going to they're yeah Santana. Excuse me. 
they're going to they're gonna break off and do their own thing. Hopefully it's a singles run. We don't need no more factions. They're going to break out of the inner circle, and all you're going to be left with is what you saw in the ring last night. You're going to have Wardlow, MJF, uh, uh, Jake Hager, and Chris Jericho. Too many factions. And some, something's going to happen there, and you're going to see Jake Hager maybe become face, and definitely Chris Jericho is going to become face. Definitely. It's been in that agree. direction for a while. I would agree. Completely. I think you hit all, you hit on all points. I, I can't even fill in anywhere on that. You're absolutely right, Josh. I would agree completely. Sound like you had something to say? Yeah, no, no. I agree with you. No, completely I, on that. and I, I think that's I think that's the right move for um, for Jericho at this point. Jericho is close to the end of his career, and and I I don't say that because I'm eager to see that. I, I am entertained by Jericho still to this moment. My son will tell you his and he's 12. His very favorite wrestler in the world is Chris Jericho. So he doesn't need to he doesn't need to retire because of his age or anything like that. I just think he's coming to the end of the road. You you want to do that as a babyface so that you can get the send-off. And I think that's what they're teeing up right now. And and, and that's fine. I, Jericho did his, did what he needed to do. He signed a two-year contract with AEW. He's coming up on that. Okay. He put the company on the map. That's fine. Establish MJF as the new heel, as the new lay champion. And let's move forward. I believe I they're they're brewing him to be commentary, and I think that all plays into it. He's oh, trying I'll to become. He's trying to shift gears to be fully babyface kind of character. That way, he can take over the the spot. And I, I really hope it's it's him, Jr. and whoever the third they want to throw. You in. just said it. It's him and Jr. because that's the king and Jr. from the late nineties. One hundred percent. You can get rid of Scavoni. And you mm-hmm. can get rid of the the, the masked man, yep. the, whatever the hell his name is. Get rid of those two knuckleheads. Put Scavoni back in the uh, back in the ring doing his interviews, and, and have Jr. and Jericho. They have the same exact chemistry. Be, and I can't get enough. Right. And before we wrap it up, I, this the one point I have to say to that is just kind of to shoot against all these new wrestling fans who watch AEW or the people that are hating on Jr. The reason why people are like, yeah, JR's just not as good as he used to is because JR's not used to having three commentaries, okay? JR's used to having that one guy that he could bounce off of, and they both soar. They both soar. Bam, 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 bam. If you have JR and Chris Jericho, it will bring your wrestling product to the next level because they're both going to put over or shit on whoever they need to in the direction they have to to make your wrestling match. I'm sorry, but a wrestling match is 60-40. 40% of that wrestling match is commentary. 60% yeah, is how you perform the in the ring. Okay? The next caliber it feels like he's just trying to steal mic time, too. Exactly. Like he's always just yep. trying to... He's oh, Tope always, Suicida! Can you just 100%. say a suicide he's dive, always trying to overtalk them, and it doesn't work. You can't have that. You need to have JR and Chris Jericho be the only two up there. That way you can put over every match, because I'm sorry, if you have a great match, you're only getting 60% of the product. All those amazing matches, like let's if you jump back to one of the most iconic matches, you jump back to when Taker threw Mankind off the top of the fucking yep. cage. Hell in the cell. You yep. you you had Jr. You were so pulled My into God. that match because you don't realize it. You don't realize how much the commentary plays into that factor. If you had two shitty commentary guys during that match and you didn't hear, oh God, he's dead, or when you had he threw him off off the My cage, God, he's broken half. Nobody would have cared. You would have had the lackluster performances that you get today. You don't have the memorable matches. AEW needs to go that direction, and that's that. That's the period on the sentence right there, man. They're moving in the right direction. I think there's some things from this pay-per-view they need to clean up, one being Matt Hardy goes away. 
um, and that direction goes away. But, but I do see some bright side here. Listen, that was a that was a a very good pay per view, by the way. I know it sounds like I shit on some things Agreed. with Kingston and Matt Hardy. Solid pay per view. I give it a I give it a B plus A minus. Solid pay per view, nonetheless. Well, here's the thing: we're fair, and whether you're heel, whether you're babyface, you do you, baby. Dogcast Production.